I used to be the girl that wouldn't leave Harford County unless I had to go do a settlement. Right. And now I'm out of Harford County um, 50% of the time and I'm wow. loving it and embracing it. So um, just going into the title companies um, that already utilize our services at Fidelity, um, we have three um, companies that you can underwrite through. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. I am your host, Jennifer Healy, and today I have a special treat for you. A friend of mine, I can definitely call her a friend of mine for, <laughs> gosh, what, 20 years, if not more, mm -hmm. uh, Erica Gibbons. Uh, we have worked in this industry together and have known, gosh, each other and our kids and our families for such a long time. Erica, thank you so much for um, being willing to be interviewed on the podcast today. Thank you. It's actually a pleasure and I'm, I'm happy to be here and happy to get to spend some time with you, Jen. Thank you so very much. Could you take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit about you? Yeah, you sure. Got, how you got into the business and what made you come to where you are today? Okay. So a little bit about me personally. I'm a pretty simple woman. I'm a woman of strong faith. Um, I have four adult children um, who, of course, are amazing. <laughs> and happy to say in the last 18 months, I now have um, one precious granddaughter. Um, so this is a new a new part in my life that I'm ab absolutely enjoying every minute of. Um, I'm part of a very large, fun-loving, caring family. And um, I just am a person who strives to sprinkle light and happiness on the daily, wherever I can. You definitely um, do that. Yeah. One of the different things about you. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. So, as far as professionally, um, kind of strange the way I got started. Um, believe it or not, I was in the medical field and um, a friend of mine had um, a an attorney, a real estate attorney who needed an administrative assistant. And he asked me if I wanted to go meet with her. And I did. And she owned a title company. Mm -hmm. And so um, not licensed, no background at all in title, a totally new venture for me. And that was 23 years ago. And um, I started there and then really started to embrace and enjoy the industry. And I went on to get my title license um, and I have done everything from owning and operating, which is a tough call. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, but found that when my children were smaller, it was too difficult to, to do. So after four years of owning and operating, um, I sold my interest to my business partner. And then I started working for title companies and just being able to do every, everything from A to Z, processing, recording post-closing, um, doing settlements, which by the way, is my very favorite part of the whole process because it involves people. <laughs> so um, I worked for um, a handful of title companies over um, 
the next 20 years. And then last year, about a year and a half ago, I was um, approached by Fidelity National, which is the title insurer. So the progression was actually actually pretty natural. Mm -hmm. I never thought about going to the title insurer side, but once I met with them and found out what it entailed, I thought this is a really nice little change of pace and just a little different side of the title industry for me, rather than being what I call on the front line in the field um, with the consumers and the realtors and the lenders. I'm now on the back end and I get to help the title companies by providing them with a wonderful title insurance product and then some great resources and um, also um, helping them to um, market and manage um, their title insurance um, business. So it's really fun. Yeah. Now, what are you having most fun with right now when it comes to marketing? Uh, when it comes to marketing, um, definitely working with the title companies um, individually. So um, I we don't have specific territories. Um, we okay. I work the entire state of Maryland. But when I came into this position, the person who was promoted, um, who I um, took over their um, location, they don't live in my area. So most of my accounts are not in my area. I do quite a bit of traveling, which I'm embracing. I used to be the girl that wouldn't leave Harford County unless I had to go do a settlement. Right. And now I'm out of Harford County um, 50% of the time and I'm wow. loving it and embracing it. So um, just going into the title companies um, that already utilize our services at Fidelity, um, we have three um, companies that you can underwrite through. Um, Fidelity National, Chicago Title, and Commonwealth um, Title. And whichever one they select, um, they become one of our agents. And they get this amazing product from a company who is national. We're a Fortune 500 company. And I just want to add a side note, Jen. I always worked for very small companies, being in the title industry. And um, this is a Fortune 500 company. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, that means that we are so strong. We're on the list of Fortune 500, number 302, I think. <laughs> but this is a financially stable company. This is this is a big company. But one of the things I love most about it is that we also have that small boutique family feel because we're the Maryland division. So we have this backing from this amazing company with great mentors and um, great education and great energy, but we're a, then we have our small family and we do call it a family. It's called Fidelity Family of Companies, our small oh, wow. family. And then we bring in title agents that underwrite for us and they become our family. Um, being a national title company is important as far as I'm concerned um, because you have the financial backing. So in title insurance, um, if there's a claim, which there are claims, um, especially lately, I feel like, you know, things have really changed a little bit, but we have the ability to pay those claims. We're not going out of business. We're not going anywhere. So the chance of somebody losing that title policy because a company went under 
is not going to happen when you work with a national title company. Now, could you please take a minute to uh, explain to those of us that know this much about title? Sure. Um, and I'm sure there's other agents listening to the podcast uh, that are, you know, in the industry, but not in title industry. Could you tell us what a claim looks like? Could you give us like a garden variety of a claim just so that we understand? Sure, absolutely. So it's a good question because um, consumers ask it often too. Well, the title company that I'm using is your local, I'm just going to say ABC title. Mm -hmm. And ABC title is going to abstract your property, which means an abstract is just a fancy word for saying we're going to research it. We're going to find out from the day it was in the land records to date, what went on with this property, how it changed hands, who owned it, who had liens against it. Okay, so your title company does their due diligence and their job is to say, we're happy with what we've reviewed and we're comfortable moving forward with this sale and we're issuing a title policy. They're issuing it through us. So they're telling us as their insurer that they're comfortable that this is a good policy. We can give $500,000 in coverage to Mr. Homeowner to ensure that he's never going to have a a problem with um, his property as far as ownership goes, okay? Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, and this is just a one thing that could happen. Say, for instance, the people selling it to Mr. Homeowner um, had a lien on the property that didn't show up in the land records. Everything goes wonderful. They go home. Two weeks later, they get something in the mail and they it says that your mortgage hasn't been paid. Well, the mortgage is in the old homeowner's name, but guess what? You're the owner now. That mortgage travels with the property. Ooh. So your title insurance policy is going to pay for attorneys. It's going to pay to keep your interest in the property. So you just bought a $500,000 $500, home. It has a $400,000 lien on it mm -hmm. that now is attached to it. If you don't have title insurance, that's your lien. If you do have title insurance, the good news is the title company takes care of taking care of that lien so that the ownership of your property is not in danger. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. big stuff. It's yeah, really important. It big stuff. <laughs> I've only had one potential. It never actually went to settlement. Okay. Uh, I won't forget this as long as I live. Um, this is my daughter's first birthday. It was New Year's Eve, uh -huh. uh, 99. Uh, and I was at a company and I will never forget our title rep was Becky Koch-Chalk. She's been, I, I don't even know where she is nowadays. And Susan Hill was the realtor. And I remember the, all of us sitting at settlement and uh, the seller walked in. And so that he and his wife lost their driver's licenses while they were sitting at the table packing, everything's gone. Long story short, we got through all the paperwork, but Becky would not give out any checks until she saw driver's licenses to verify mm -hmm. these people are who they say they are. Right. And after waiting for another hour for them to produce, look through the U-Haul and all that, he came back and said, this is my mistress, not my wife. He literally was trying to sell the wife from under, sell the right. house from under his wife. I've and I've never had anything like that happen again in 25 years. It never went through settlement, obviously, right. even though everything was signed. But you know, none of the none of the final documents were. And to this day, I still can't believe that that occurred. 
Right. And it happens, Jen. And actually, that's a really good example. Um, fraud. Yeah. Fraud. We in this day and age, I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, fraud is out there. It's out there and it's big. And if that property would have gone to settlement because it wasn't known before, mm-hmm. and then the person who was really the wife and really was in ownership came back after the settlement, your um owners would have been protected with title insurance. That's good to know. Because that client's going to come back and say, I own half interest in that home. So with that same example, a $500,000 home, she owns $250,000 of that. Well, if it was fraud, your title insurance policy is going to cover to get her reimbursed for her Mm $250,000 and you are clean, happy, and living in your home that you had worked so hard to obtain small (laughs) price to pay small price to pay that that low insurance policy to have that kind of protection that's for sure definitely I want to ask uh, one of the things I love to ask on here is about your everyone's daily success plan Mm -hmm. what does yours look like that you're open to share personally as well as in business what's your daily success plan look like Absolutely. Um, On the daily, the first thing I can tell you is that um, my alarm goes off and I have a note to myself in my alarm. So when I go to turn it off in my phone, um, that note every morning says, wake up, um, give thanks and shine. Mm -hmm. And speaking right to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Every day, because I need to be reminded. I don't always wake up in a great mood. I'd love to say I do, but I don't always. You maybe not a good night's sleep or you're not feeling well or whatever. So the first thing is that alarm tells me to wake up, give gratitude because I gratitude is so important to me and shine. Um, oh, so that's my first reminder. <laughs> I love that. Um, The other thing I do is I mentioned I'm a woman of strong faith. So a daily devotional doesn't have to be anything huge, not really, really long. I'm not going to tell you I spend an hour every morning. Um, It's maybe 10 minutes of um, just going into a devotional and um, just reading it and contemplating and kind of applying it to my own life and what it means to me. Um, just part of giving that gratitude and some type of exercise. Um, in the past, I did um, teach um, spin classes. I haven't done that for a little while. I may get back to it, but I do some type of exercise, um, walking or stretching um, something. If I'm not feeling great and I don't want to do the long walk, it may be just entailing stretching. <laughs> the older we get, <laughs> the more important I find that that is. <laughs> Very true. Um, review my day. Um, Executive functioning is something that doesn't come simple to me. I know there's some people it does. So I really have to work hard at staying on top of things. I really have to work hard at making sure everything is in my schedule. Mm -hmm. So um, I always uh, then look at my schedule, make sure that I know what I have for the coming day. Um, And then also, um, notes. I have notes everywhere. Um, and then also preparing myself for the day as far as, um, physically, um, I work from home several days a week. I can be in my home office for, you know, two days straight. 
um, but I still get myself totally up, showered, dressed, ready as if I'm walking out the door. Mm. Um, number one, so that I'm the best I am for my company. What if I do need to walk out the door? <laughs> I want to be very important. But it also helps me to feel better, um, to be totally ready and, you know, not um, lounging around like it's a home day. And I think in this day and age, that's really you know, a lot of us are embracing the working from home and um, whatever it is each person has to do to make that successful. And for me, that's one of the things I literally walk down my steps and into my office door, which I'm in my office right now, dressed and ready for the day. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I do that too myself. I, I have to start my day off. Back in the day, uh, I didn't. I would just put a hair and kill pony and get to get um, but as I'm more forward facing now, um, right. in different positions, so now I'm forward facing, I feel like you got to put the face on you got to get your hair, you know, got to shower, you got to get yourself mm -hmm. ready. Uh, after I finish my personal time in the morning, mm -hmm. um, I just feel like it's the only way to start today. So like you said, you can right. run out to an appointment, uh, if, if the need arises, Right. Um, outside of what you may already have scheduled. And then, of course, there is the infamous Zoom calls that pop up all the time. Right. Um, <laughs> you want to be ready that. for the Zoom calls as yeah. well. Uh, so thank you. Uh, one of the sure. things that I've always, and I think I've shared this in the beginning, uh, that I've been inspired by you is you have, you, you radiate from oh, your heart you. outward. Um <laughs> You absolutely do. You have a way that, that I don't know that, I mean, I, I, we've all have our moments, right? We all have our bad days, but even in the crux of it, you always find positivity in the day. And one of the things that made me do this podcast when I just got into listening to them in January, and here I am hosting one, is <laughs> what's, what do you do to keep a positive mindset? And I think that's going to be really interesting hearing from you because that's just how I, in my mind, like Erica Gibbons, smile. Like that just who you are in my head. What what do you do? Is is there something that you do every day to help you with that positive mindset? Or is that just something that's God given? Yeah, I don't think it's God given. Um, I think it's um God driven. Um, with the faith. Um, with the faith that I have. Um, I just face each day with, um, with the faith that I know everything is going to be okay. Um, and you know, from a personal level, everybody's experienced tragedy in their life. Um, and I experienced the loss of a husband. And even through that, I rose above. I'm not telling you it wasn't hard. I'm not telling you, but just for me personally, the fact that I have faith and hope and I know no matter what adversity is thrown at me, I know no matter what I'm faced with, it's going to be okay. And yeah. having that secure feeling um, and knowledge is what gets me through the adversity and the hard times and each and every day being positive. It shows. It, oh, it, it absolutely you. shows. <laughs> it you. really does. If I have you as an avatar, it's just like a, a sun burning bright. Right? <laughs> That's just my version of you. And always have 
something positive to say. You're never negative about anybody or any experience. It's just the, a very positive, enriching um, yeah. person. Um, positive so is, is so much more, um, positive is to me just as easy as being negative. So oh, yes. I know a lot of people who spend a lot of time being negative and they probably spend as much time working on being negative as I do on being positive. <laughs> so let's do it that. for positive. <laughs> I could see that. Um, what are some of the technologies that you're utilizing this year that is new for you? Okay, so technology. Uh, Jen, the older we get, I mean, I'm middle-aged now and um, <laughs> embracing, trying to embrace, um, surrounding myself with younger people who know more than I do about technology. So important. <laughs> um, but the newest one right now is um, leveraging video. So my company is um, helping us to embrace leveraging video. And I just did some training with um, a platform called BombBomb. And through BombBomb, I'm starting to produce some small videos um, and just a little bit different than just sending you the email of, hi, Jen, it's nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, just learning that 30-second uh, video that you see my face. Hi, Jen, I'm so looking forward to meeting you. Um, you know, let's get together next week. I've put some dates down below for you to reach out and let me know what works for you. Um, the personal, and you and I both know this, it's about the relationships. And just once, when somebody sees who you are, puts the name, you always say all the time, put a name with a face. Mm -hmm. Putting that name with the face right from the beginning and developing that and growing that relationship from there. So it's just leveraging the video and it's nerve wracking and um, fun all at the same time. I love that. I love that. I need to start doing more. That's for sure. Yeah, we I can do them together. <laughs> yeah, but that would be great. I definitely need some accountability uh -huh. when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, goals for the last four months in, uh, cause we're recording this in August. So that any of the last four months of 2023 or 2024 that you're open to sharing? Yeah, absolutely. And if I just might mention that um, one of the things, goals, 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 um, a mentor of mine, John Rosowski, who's in my networking group, um, did training with us years ago. We've a networking group that's been together about 12 years. Wow. And I had never done any type of training on goals. And so now I'm very big on setting goals. I think for success, it is very, very important. Um, so my goals for the remainder of this year are to help six title companies, six title companies who don't underwrite with Fidelity yet, um, get a great title product um, and to improve on their processes and um, increase their volume of business. It's a tough market right now. And I feel confident that with the tools that I have and that I offer through Fidelity National, I can help any title company um, reach those goals. And in this down market, you need all the collaboration and all the help that you can get. So oh, yes. that's what I'm, that, they're my goals for the next. Um, and again, speaking of goals and um, projecting or focusing on, I always find that focusing on other people instead of mm -hmm. myself. And I think you and I've had this conversation before oh, yeah. because you do the same thing. So I'm not focused on what 
I want to do or make or what I'm focused on who and how I can help others. And as you know, it's the go give spirit and it always comes back around. And again, that faith tells me that it will when and when it's supposed to. And I know that it will eventually. And so I just focus on others and helping them be successful. And then in turn, it helps me be successful. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Erica. I do have a referral for you. I have uh, Mary Ann Himmel that will be coming on with Mid-Atlantic Title. Uh, she's scheduled in the next month to come on. I would love to see if we can uh, get you two together. I think that's excellent. I appreciate that. And I know that you gave me that referral. I reached out to her a little bit. So um, oh, interested good. to see see where that will go. Um, really solid, great title company. Fabulous. Um, I would love to do business with. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you so much for taking some of your time and being with us today. I sincerely appreciate it. And what is, uh, how should people contact you if they have any questions about what they're hearing on here or their title agent and they want to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. My cell phone, same phone number I've had since I started in the industry. I didn't have a phone, I don't think, 23 years ago, but since I started, 410-292-1053. I carry it with me all the time. If I'm not available, I do return messages. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Erica. You have a great afternoon. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it, too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 